0: Yeah. This is Pastor Jolly John, and I'm not sure where I'm at. (laughs) I was in Florida. (laughs) I'm going to Minnesota. I think I'm in my hometown of New Athens right now, Matt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I know, John. It is hard to keep track of you and where you're at. Where in the world is John (laughs) Lecomsky. That's right. I'm where I'm always at, John. I am in St. Louis, Missouri, where I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. I'm staying put.
0: And and the blessed thing is, is no matter where we're at, we're bringing our listeners wrestling, wrestling
1: with, with the, basics. the
0: basics. Matt, you know, I've been whining about how uh, I think we should shorten Lent, and, and you had actually said some of your own members had been sympathetic with my cause. So maybe you're by gaining, next year— you're
1: gain- <laughs> You're gaining followers.
0: There we go. Support. That's right. We wanted it that we needed one of the hashtag. Hashtag shorten Lent. (laughs) Okay. And I thought of another reason why we it would be better if we could shorten up Lent. Because, you know, I told you that my wife got this wonderful knock knock joke calendar. And think about it, Matt. We have missed six weeks. Six weeks of wonderful knock knock jokes. (laughs) That's a long time. So, so I'd like to share with you one of those knock knock jokes, so that you can understand what we missed out on. One of the knock knock jokes that that we would have had if if we hadn't been celebrating Lent, because we kind of so we put aside the dumb jokes for Lent. Yeah, so, so this
1: this this I can assume is the best of the best the cream of the crop, over those past six weeks, this is, this is the joke that rose to the top.
0: That's right. Can't get any better. Can't get any better than this one. I can't wait. <laughs> and it isn't, by the way, for those who are a knock-knock joke aficionados. This is in the uh, interrupting cow genre. Uh, and for those that know knock knock jokes, you'll understand what that means. Uh, you said you did uh, you Yes,
1: I, I know the interrupting cow genre. I've, I've, I'm a dad, so yes, oh. <laughs> I'm well well acquainted with the interrupting cow jokes. All right,
0: so uh, here here we go. Knock knock. Who's there? FBI.
1: FBI. Hey, who?
0: hey, we're asking the questions
1: because <laughs> you're the fbi yeah.
0: that's right we're asking the questions of course <laughs> so uh and for all the people now that don't know the knock knock the interrupting cow genre uh, i said you know that Matt. let's do, do that for our let's listeners try. okay too. All, right, uh, all right all right here we go here we go i, yeah. I
1: apologize ahead of time listeners <laughs> knock knock
0: who's there
1: interrupting cow
0: well interrupting cow moo moo <laughs> Ha 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 ha! See it interrupted by mooing. Yeah, that's that's the
1: interrupting cow. That's exactly what you, it sounds
0: like. You know, maybe maybe Lent wasn't too long. <laughs> maybe, maybe it should have been at least two or three weeks long. <laughs> I know. I
1: don't. I don't know. I think you're making the case for making Lent longer.
0: <laughs> Probably knock knock jokes are not a reason to shorten Lent. All right. Well, we got to get going here. Uh, we're going to do something we've we've done a couple of times. Uh, we have a scripture lesson we think is so significant. Uh, we want to spend two. hours episodes dealing with it. Uh, and that story is the prodigal son. Uh, you were telling me that you just had discovered some really, really important things about it. I've dealt with this parable, I don't know how many times. Um, so is that all right with you, Matt? Two, two episodes. Good.
1: Yeah, that's great. And I, I you know, I think it's one of those accounts in the Holy Scriptures that is really, you know, not just known by Christians, but I think that that many just in the world today know it too. Um, I mean, I would argue it's one of the most famous stories, you know, in the history of the world—not just for Christians, but but just for anyone. Um, so, what what can we glean from it? How does it speak to us today as as God's people? And, and I hope that we can share some new insights into this, this familiar account for our listeners.
0: And and, and because it is so well-known, I think it is worth studying so that we properly understand it. Yes. Uh, I, one thing I want to say before we actually begin the parable is you really have to read this parable in context. You have to read it in the context of the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, which we, we dealt with in, in a previous episode. Because the danger of the parable of the, the the prodigal son is that you might think that repentance is chiefly about feeling bad about the things you've done wrong. Uh, and yet the first two parables, and I think it's interesting that those parables come first, the coin and the sheep, point out to us. Now, that's not it, it's, it, it's an important thing. I'm not denying that. We, we need to know we are lost, that we are sinners. You bet. But it's not the heart. It's not the essence of what repentance is all about. And, and uh, previously we shared this quote from the Augsburg Confession. Now, properly speaking... Uh, True repentance is nothing else than to have contrition and sorrow or terror about sin. So I'm not denying that. But it goes on to say, And yet at the same time to believe in the gospel and absolution that sin is forgiven and grace is obtained through Christ. Such faith in turn comforts the heart and puts it at peace. So really the key to repentance is that faith that we've been found. And, and that is illustrated so powerfully in the sheep and the corn because obviously sheep don't – feel sorrowful. They might be frightened when they realize that they can't find green pastures and still waters. Uh certainly even more significant, coins have no repentance at all. They they have no concept that they've been lost. They're just hiding there underneath the couch uh, or in between the cushions. Um, and yet in both of those cases, Jesus insists that there is a sinner who has repented and that angels are rejoicing. And I think the thing is they're rejoicing because something that was lost is now found. That's the key thing about repentance. Something lost is found. And the English I think is is a little bit deceptive there because the English uh translates repent the sinner who repents as if it is an indicative active. And right now, all the English teachers are going, "Ooh, <laughs> oh yeah," because that's normally when we say somebody does something, it's in the indicative active. Uh, and I was surprised to find that here the word "repent," the sinner repenting, is in the participle, which simply means it's a description of what this this person is like. Uh, it doesn't have any weight to it other than this is this we got a repenting person, a repenting sinner. And I would argue that the key thing about that is they were a sinner who was lost. And now they are a sinner who's found, and boy, does that ever make the angels rejoice! That when the lost get found, um, so anything you want to add to that, the uh, opening introduction, Matt? No, I
1: would agree because I don't think that repentance is the main point of these parables. It's an element, like you point out, John, but yeah. not the main thing. And I would even say that the sheep, the coin. The prodigal son, that they're not even the main point of these
0: parables. Oh, I think that's a really good insight. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: So if you be, just as, as we set the stage here, if you just look at the beginning verses in Luke 15 about the Lost sheep, for instance. Okay. So it starts out in verses three and four. Um, if you don't mind reading those verses.
0: Oh, right. I'm excited now because yeah. you're taking me somewhere I didn't think we were going to be taken. Right. Am <laughs> I going to like it when we get there? Let me we're not say, going well,
1: back to Florida, John. You're, no. You're, okay.
0: Well, it was too hot in Florida. All right. Uh, what verse three and four you said? Oh, yeah.
1: Verses three and four. Yep.
0: So he told them this parable. That's Jesus, by the way. He told yes. them, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost yeah. until he finds it? Yeah.
1: So so who's the parable about? You know, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one? You know, so who is the parable about? He's saying,
0: well, it's, 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 it's about, about the this- sheep. It's about the guy who goes looking for the sheep. It's about yeah, the it's shepherd. Yeah, it's about the
1: shepherd, right? Yeah. What man of you? Okay, which shepherd among you, right, wouldn't do this, right? So it's really about the shepherd when you think about it. So then- uh-huh. um, Verse eight about the lost okay. coin. How does that start off?
0: All right, oh, 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 let me let me scroll down. Uh are what woman having ten silver coins? If she loses yeah. one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the yeah. house so, and seek diligently until exactly? So, so the story is yeah.
1: not about the coin. You know, the story is about the woman. You know, what what woman among you wouldn't do that, right? And then the same is true of the big parable we're talking about today, right? Um, verse 11 as how does the prodigal son start out now before that,
0: before we read this i i yeah. just want to say wow i like that i really really like that matt yeah, uh, yeah. well you know i like you well thanks,
1: <laughs> thanks John. You're pretty great yourself.
0: <laughs> well, you know, thanks. I, well, my point is is you know, we are a couple of dumb guys. There's a lot of things we say that you know, even though we like each other, that doesn't change the but I think you're onto something. All right, here we go, verse 11. Yeah. Yeah. There was a man who had two sons.
1: Yeah, so who's the parable about? It's about the man. It's about the man. It's about yeah. dad, right? It's about the yeah. father. So I mean, I love that how that parable begins. There there's a father, there's a a man. No, who had two sons, right? Yeah. So the the parable is about the father. The parable is about that man, and I would I would argue that all three parables follow that same vein. Now, the parable isn't about the sheep; it's primarily about the shepherd. It's not about the coin primarily; it's about the woman. It's not about the prodigal son or even the the older son. It's about it's about the father. It's about the man who had two sons. <laughs> so um, so I think that's that's for me a helpful starting place uh, because. I, in you know not to give too much away in all no. three of those parables whether it's the shepherd the woman or the the father i mean that is that's ultimately in one way or another points to god right and the parables are about god they're about him and his is action his love his compassion as we'll see for us
0: and, and i've heard it said matt that that actually that the the title prodigal son is a misnomer that it should really be entitled the parable of the prodigal Father,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think to a lot of our hearers, that well, what are you talking about, prodigal? You know, but but I I tend to agree. And you know, as that the story unfolds, I think we'll see more and more why. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's not necessarily the son who's the prodigal. Maybe it's the father. I think you're right.
0: So, so let me just say at this point because I'm not sure where where you going because I didn't see us going here to start off with. And, and by the way, if <laughs> yeah, if, if what we're if what we're doing right now doesn't yeah. make uh, wrestling with the basics <laughs> worth listening to, I don't know what does. Uh, uh, so, so do you want to talk about what the word prodigal means at this point, or do we want to say that for a little later? Because, see, again, you're right. People don't understand what the even word prodigal means. Oh,
1: yeah, I know, oh. I know. Yeah, so the, the word, well, let's go ahead and talk about it, okay. yeah. I mean, the, the word prodigal, I mean, it means to, to spend freely or, yeah, or yeah. recklessly, lavishly. Um, so, you know, we think of the prodigal son. Well, how does he spend freely and recklessly and lavishly? Well, we'll see in a little bit. But he does that in, in probably not so wholesome ways <laughs> <laughs> as he leaves his household, right? Uh, but. Yeah. So, you know, I think then, yeah, what in the world does that have to do with dad? What does it have to do with the father? Oh, yeah. You know, spending freely, recklessly, yeah. lavishly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, whether we talk about that now or just kind of, you know, have that question in our minds as we read this. How in the world is the father a prodigal?
0: Yeah. So it's not not like when I take you out for lunch, Matt. <laughs> and I tell you, well, you can have the special.
1: <laughs> the blue plate special. And, and,
0: a, and a glass of water. That's that's all you get. <laughs> So, uh, all right, where should I keep reading?
1: Well, yeah, I I, I guess the only other thing I was going to yeah. point out, John, too, is is just you know to notice who he's telling these parables to. Oh, so, series so of yeah, three parables yeah. about something yeah. that's lost, about someone seeking after them, right? Um, but then he his audience there. I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, chapter I read fifteen it? verses, I read it? Yeah, yeah, verses one yeah. and two, yeah. So all three yeah. of these parables are being told to these people. Here they
0: are. And this is absolutely true. You got to know they got two audiences. Now, the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with him. So, yeah, you got tax collectors and sinners. And by the way, please note, they were there. They wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And we got Pharisees and scribes, and they're there to grumble.
1: (laughs) I know. Isn't that terrible? So, as, as, as Jesus tells this parable of the prodigal son, or the prodigal father. Uh, he's speaking to two different groups. I think that's important. He's speaking to tax collectors and sinners. You can kind of lump them together as as Luke does in his gospel. And then the second group is, yeah, the Pharisees and the scribes, the Jewish religious leaders. So those are the two groups that Jesus tells these stories to. And, and I think and, that's important.
0: And what's amazing, Jesus tells parables and and they speak to both of these groups. See, how could you do that? You think, well, we could wouldn't you have to tell one story to the tax collectors and another story to the the uh, 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 Pharisees? But no, Jesus, in his wisdom and in the power of his word, can actually tell the same story and and have a message that applies to both these opposite uh, groups. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you and I, if we did this, John, we'd probably have to tell multiple stories, right? Yeah. But yeah. Jesus, if he's a storyteller. He gets it done in one shot. And uh, and it speaks to us today too. And oh, that's, yeah. that's the yeah. beautiful thing.
0: And and speaks to us both as sinners and also as Pharisees. Because <laughs> yeah. we're both and yeah.
1: Yeah, because as yeah, because I always think, and you know, preachers always ask this too, you know, wh- where are you in this story? And and, and we can think about that. That thing that's a fair question. Uh you know, the older son, the younger son, uh, which one are you? And and I'm I'm kind of with you, John. I think, well. The answer is yes. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm both, <laughs> you know, and and maybe uh, more one than the other at, at different times. But uh, boy, I'm yeah, I'm just guilty of all charges, really. So uh, anyway, something to keep in mind as we read through the parable.
0: And, oh, and boy, see, I appreciate that insight too, because y- you really haven't heard the parable until you can say yes. Because you understand yeah. that you're both of them. Otherwise, you'll end up being like that Pharisee who said, "Thank God, I'm not like that sinner."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? boy, I, yeah, yeah. I, I Thank sure God, I'm not we'll...
0: like those yeah. Pharisees and scribes. Yeah. Yep.
1: Exactly. I sure hope those other guys are listening to this parable because <laughs> they need to hear it.
0: <laughs> oh, have you ever had someone say that coming out of church? Oh, pastor, I know who you were talking about, <laughs> and they weren't talking about them. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, you really you let them have it this week, pastor. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they need they they needed they to needed hear that. that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, where are we go, Matt.
1: Okay, well, let's. Well, you want to jump into uh, you know, verse eleven and following of the, the the parable. How
0: how far? Tell me how far you want to go. Oh boy. Um,
1: well, yeah. Let's. uh let's begin with verse eleven out of verse. Uh, well, let's see. Let's uh, let's just do eleven and twelve for now.
0: Okay, that sounds good. And there was a man. There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, "Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me," and he divided his property between them.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just to point out the the cultural context uh, that this is taking place in, so this is the the younger son, right? So yeah. typically what would happen is um, the younger son would receive uh, a third of the inheritance, all right? Yeah. So the, uh, the older son, you know, would receive well, sort of a bigger portion, a double portion even, but the younger son receives a third of the inheritance and... The the son is basically saying, well, how would you feel? How would I feel if my son came up to me and said, hey, dad, um, I don't want to wait till you're dead. Just give me my my (laughs) share of the inheritance now. Right. Whoa. I mean, first of all, how selfish. Uh, Second of all, what does that say about how the son feels about the dad?
0: Oh, boy. I
1: mean, that's a pretty unloving, cold hearted thing to ask of your dad. It's just give me my share of the inheritance. I'm going to scram and take off and uh, we'll see you later, dad. Uh, Boy, that that had to be rough.
0: Well, 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 I, I attended a, a lecture by Dr. Keel on the parables of Jesus, mm-hmm. and he, he pointed out just what you said, that that traditionally, you don't get the inheritance until someone dies. So, sure. so, it, so as you pointed out, literally, what he's saying is, I wish you were dead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very, yeah. very cruel. And, and it's also cool. totally ungrateful. Like, all of a sudden, now you give me the money, and I'm walking out here. I don't have a responsibility to help with a family, help with a farm, help this thing to prosper. Uh, and and I, I'm... For, Remember that word that we heard earlier where Jesus says, you know, God loves even those that are ungrateful. And This would be a, a powerful example of someone who was ungrateful. Just, yeah, well.
1: Exactly. I, you know, Dad, I don't care whether you're dead or alive. I I, I care about your money. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and that's, and that's all what, I care yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then I don't know what is more startling, though, the fact that a, a son would have that attitude yeah. towards his father and ask for that inheritance. Or is it more startling that, guess what, the dad actually does it <laughs> you know if, 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 if my son if my, if my son came up to me i'd say wait a second fat <laughs> chance you know? um, no way uh, but yet the father in this parable he actually divides it. He actually gives it to his younger
0: son. So 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 here's the thing, Matt. So I've taken you out to lunch. You can have the $3.99 special. You can have water. And don't you dare ask for dessert. <laughs> That's exactly you're right. That's how I would respond uh yeah. to, to the son. But no, yeah, he gives it to him. So okay, you want it? Here it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I have flashbacks of my vicarage experience with you, John, and, and we would go out to lunch together after a hospital call or something. And that's pretty much how it was. I, yeah. I remember just pretty saltines and water. Is, is...
0: <laughs> right. you you were happy to get the three ninety nine special, weren't you? Because <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> I might order something. That say here, you can have the side. <laughs> that's right. That's how I, I got some extra French fries. Have some. Have some extra French fries. You're not but hungry, no are you? No ketchup. Oh well, No ketchup was free. You Smoke can have free. that. Yeah. <laughs> it oh it was man. a rough year. Oh, boy.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: <laughs> right. But you know, now now you're starting to answer that question about the prodigalness of the father, because that seems pretty prodigal on his part, doesn't it? To give yeah. his son because his son doesn't deserve this. No. Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. Being freeless. I mean, that, that's what exactly. So what does prodigal mean? You know, freely, recklessly, lavishly. And I think some people would say, well, that's kind of reckless of dad to just give him the money. Yeah. That's boy, to lavish that upon him. You know, the history of the inheritance and the father. That's a great point. He's already being a prodigal in that respect. He's being reckless, lavish. Uh, with giving his son his share of the inheritance.
0: And, and boy, isn't the older brother going to point that out later, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll How would you feel?
1: River. Because he's left holding the, not only does the little brother have this this money, you know, but also, as you pointed out, older brother's left holding the bag. <laughs> he's doing <laughs> quite too much work now. You know, think about it. Uh, so this is, this is something that affects, obviously, not just the younger son, and not even the dad, just the dad, but the whole family, including yeah. the older brother. Yeah. All right.
0: So yeah, let's keep going. So uh, yeah, yeah,
1: how about verses thirteen through uh, sixteen?
0: Okay. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country, and there he squandered his property in reckless living. Now you've used the word reckless several times. I wonder if that is where we get the word prodigal from. That would be
1: my guess. Okay. So he's certainly prodigal, no doubt about it. Reckless. You know, uh, lavishly spending, freely spending, uh, but it's on, yeah, this kind of reckless living, though, which isn't a good thing.
0: Yeah, so he's he's throwing out the big tips to the bartenders and, hey, the drinks are on me and and stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his field to feed pigs. <laughs> Do you want to stop there or should I keep reading?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, so we, we can stop there. That's pretty that's pretty bad. So, yeah. I mean, he's he's starting to hit rock bottom, it looks like. <laughs> uh, so so not only so he's away from home, he's in a foreign land. Right. Um. And not only is he out of money because of his reckless spending, but on top of that, there's even a famine in the land. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah. they had insult to injury. So even if he had money, he might not have been able to get any food anyway because there's a famine and he's a stranger. And so he resorts to feeding pigs, which you know that doesn't sound like a glamorous job to anyone, but especially <laughs> if you're a Jew. Oh boy, that's, that's really rock bottom then.
0: Yeah, because you're you're actually feeding the animals that God has said are unclean. Yeah, yeah. But then again, maybe you're, you're unclean too, huh? Because <laughs> I suspect I, there was a commandment wasn't it about honor thy father and mother? Wasn't that in there? So okay. <laughs>
1: yep, yep. So fourth commandment's being broken, and then I, I think we get some insight later from the older brother about maybe what some of the reckless oh, living oh,
0: involved. Yeah.
1: You know, he accuses him of devouring the money with prostitutes. So you no, know, I don't. <laughs> (laughs) So uh, if Big Brother's right, boy, he, uh, you know, he's breaking other commandments, too, um, along the way, no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. So then uh, verse 16, uh, it just says, he was longing to be fed with the pods and the pigs ate, but no one gave him anything.
0: So it's a pretty desperate situation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the the desperation, uh, the hunger, the, the starvation brings brings
0: back memories of vicarage, doesn't it? It sounds like vicarage <laughs> all over again. Just
1: longing to be fed with the pods that, <laughs> the crumbs that fell from my supervisor Pastor John Lukumski's table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, oh
1: boy! So anyway, that that's you know as we our time grows short, John. So I think we're gonna have to unfortunately leave the poor younger son there in the pigsty for this week. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) but next week yeah be sure to tune in because we'll continue and it's really where the story i think starts to get good what is the younger son going to do and more importantly like we've been pointing out what in the world is the father going to do next
0: all right. Well, we're, we're glad that people were able to join us. If, if not for the dumb knock knock jokes, <laughs> uh, at least for this discussion of what it means to repent, and, and also what it really means to be prodigal, because I think maybe we've got a little different sense of the prodigalness than what we usually think when we think of the pro But, but most importantly, Matt, I, I guess what I'm taking from this episode is that maybe I've been thinking uh, that the, the key of the episode is, is is the wrong person. Maybe it's not the coin or the shoe but it's the shepherd and the woman and the father. This has been Wrestling Wrestling with with the the basics. Basics.